17 of the book of Revelation. When you turn there right now in verse 14, we stand as we read the Word of God, if you respect His Word. Then these shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for He is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are with Him are called, chosen. They are faithful. They're called. They're chosen. They're not frozen. They're faithful. Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. We come to magnify thee. We come to, Lord, worship thee. We ask for special anointing on this service. Let every heart be touched by the Holy Comforter. In the name of Jesus, we give you all the praise. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. Of all the titles that God could give, from the day he made Adam to the day he closed the book, and said, let there be a catching away of the church, a rapture of the church. Many great people have lived for God, Kings, priests, prophets, judges, singers, musicians, shepherds, titles abound. And of all the titles that God could keep that would make sense in heaven, this is a heavenly scene being read today on earth that John saw on the Isle of Patmos. He was not hallucinating. He was not seeing things. He actually saw what God showed him. And God showed him among a great humongous number of people. And God labeled them not prophet, not priest, not kings, but God said these that you're looking at are called chosen and faithful. When God wants to give you a high honor, he doesn't just give you the title of a prophet. He doesn't just give you the title of a king or a priest. And yet those are high honors to have or a judge. He could call you other wonderful titles that will speak and make you, you know, push your chest out there and feel happy about your titles. But God, in wanting to lift up Abraham, he called him Faithful Abraham. Beautiful title. Walk in the steps of faithful Abraham. Now we know Abraham was a prophet. And Abraham was also a great man of God. A man of faith that did marvelous things for God. And God speak highly of him. But when God wanted to give him the highest crescendo, par excellent uh, title, God called him faithful Abraham, walking in the steps of faithful Abraham. My title to you this morning is, Faithfulness is Everything. Now, I know everybody celebrated yesterday or some days ago, St. Valentine. 365 days in a year, 
And you know, only one day they can think about being faithful. One lousy day. After that, it's all forgotten scenery. It is so artificial that some people are rethinking whether they should even bother by flowers or even describe a poem to the person there have been unfaithful all those many days. Why should today have a magic? And so, St. Valentine candles have been put out a few nights ago, and from now on it's darkness. Run over the room. There's no more St. Valentine until next year. Another time, you know. This guy said to his wife one time, she said, Honey, you haven't told me you love me anymore. And uh, she began to nag at him, and he, he listened to her, and then he said, Look, hon, let me say this for the last time. I told you one time that I love you. And if I change my mind, I'll let you know. But don't you ever ask me again if I love you. And that's the man's way of feeling and thinking she was saying, uh, lovey dovey, he is. Now, I don't know what's the highest title you could give your married partner. You may call him honey, lover, whatever. No higher title that you could give your spouse. Now, boyfriend and girlfriend, the word faithful will never work. Because your girlfriend number 999, and you may be boyfriend 600-something, right? So, you know, we always uh, in the swap meet. But to be faithful is the highest title that you could ever have called on you. Now, I was thinking about, does nature teach me what faithfulness is? Because I could try to give you Webster's Dictionary what faithfulness means. <clears throat> and Webster would give you all those uh, English and Latin and German and Italian, etc., etc. But let's go to nature. In 1870 A.D., they found in Yellowstone National Park a certain place on Earth they call Old faithful. It's a geyser. They said every 90 minutes it will emit or release water up to 150 feet high. It is so reliable and dependable that they even develop a formula for tourists, they could predict by their watch when the next emission was going to take place. It is so consistent and so reliable. So tourists come and buy this formula. If you just arrive, just hang on, next five minutes is going to go, and you mark it down, Old Faithful is going to keep on doing what she's been doing for 145 years. Years, a hundred and forty-five years to date, right now, that well is still consistently doing what's always doing. Now, what I'm trying to say here, people have gone 
and come from lots of places and countries just to see unfaithful. Now they tell me when they come to see unfaithful, it's not the largest of the well. It's not the biggest, but yet everybody who come by, it's the most popular one. It's the reason why they come. They didn't come because, amen, of any other reason except one word, faithful. They want to see, is it really faithful? Is it really reliable? Can you count on it to produce? After all, you told everybody it's going to do so in the next 90 minutes. And so everybody come by and they waited. It's the highest accolade you could ever give to your child. This is a faithful boy. This is a faithful girl. And when God, after the rapture, because God looks ahead of time and God knows the rapture is going to take place, when all the saints of God from this earth, from the beginning to the end of time, are caught up to be with God, and they're in His presence, what is He going to call them? Cherubims? Seraphims? Angels? What is He going to call them? He's going to call them faithful. That will not describe what they were faithful over. Because I don't believe they had all the same job description. I think amongst them there will be some that were doing the least of the least of jobs. And then there were those that were bringing down walls of Jericho. I believe there were those that were casting out devils. And those that were opening blinded eyes. And those that simply gave a cup of water. In the name of the Lord. But when it all comes together, there's no second place and third place. God, I only have one title for them. Faithful. Faithful. I mentioned in passing before. Called. Chosen. Faithful. Now, I don't know why God would want to reveal truth to me that I should be saved, but I'm so glad He did. I'm so glad He died for me. I'm so glad He resurrected that I could live. But when God wanted to elevate Abraham, He said, I know Abraham. Just like I know the artesian well is going to spring every so often. God said, I know Abraham that He will bring up His children. Now, God is putting His, his omniscience on the line saying, I know Abraham will not raise up brats. I know Abraham won't raise up criminals. I know it. Now, Abraham doesn't know God is saying this about him. The God of Israel said to the devil, Satan, I know Job. I know Job. I know you cannot move him from his integrity. He's an old geyser. He is a geyser. I know him. And no matter what you do to him, no matter what you say to him, you can't move him from being faithful to his integrity. Hallelujah. The devil said, let's see this geyser. 
if it really produces what you claim it does. And the devil's onslaught and whipped his hide and did all he could to him. And the Bible says, in spite of all that took place, Job was not moved an inch or a micro inch from his integrity. He could not be moved. He was like that old geyser, dependable, trustworthy, faithful, loyal, consistent. The kind that God said, it's not about talents, it's not about abilities, it's not about personalities, it's not about intelligence, it's not about charisma. It's can I trust you? with my name. Can I trust you with my revelation? Can I trust you with my truth? Can I bring you into a place where no other nation or the people have ever heard? People didn't go because of the spectacularity, amen, of the well, but because of the faithfulness of the well. It was the faithfulness of the well. I'm going to ask you right now, how many of you have heard a name called or a name called Shalemiah, or Pediah, or Anan, or Methaniah. I want you to go there for a minute and look what these guys are. Preachers do not mention these names because they're not working miracles and signs and wonders. But sometimes the best of the greatest is not what's seen by the eye. When I work at the plant, I got many centrifuges turning, turbines rotating. They make a bunch of noise, drums tumbling. But that's not where the power was. There was the effect of the power. But there's a place called the powerhouse where, where they have all the gauges there. You walk in there, it's as quiet as a cemetery. But honey, that's where the power was. I said, that's when the power was. When that shut down, the rotating stops. The light quit burning. Amen. The oil quit pumping. Amen. Faithfulness is everything. Faithfulness is power. It's dunamis. It's what moves the church. It's what elevates the church. It's what elevates marriage and families. Oh, faithfulness. Who can find it? Faithfulness. Oh, we can find talents. In chapter 7 of the book of... You should write this down. I mean, you look up for yourself later on. Nehemiah 9, Nehemiah 7, verse 2. And now, wasn't a priest like we know him. But all the Bible says he was a faithful man. The greatest accolade a pastor could ever place on a saint or a church member or God could place on a pastor or a ministry is you're looking at a faithful person. May never been to Harvard. May not know how to play the organ or the piano. May never sing in the choir. But whatever God had entrusted to them, he knows 
they're going to be faithful. Come good times, bad times, hard times, down times, up times, season make no difference to them. The Bible says we know that Daniel had a belief system. You can never get him stealing. You could never get him in, in adultery. But one thing we can convict him on, his faithfulness to his prayer life. He said he's so faithful that we could concoct a, a crime against him. We could bring a law that nobody pray to any other God. You mark it down, you can mark it down. This boy's going to end up in court. Because he's going to keep that prayer wheel turning. Like the lad said a while ago, here's a man who don't pray, amen, with it would cease him. And the Bible says when they passed the law, and he knew what was passed, he did as he always done. He just opened the window and began to pray like he always did. Because faithfulness is everything. Faithfulness means Everything. It may get you into trouble, but honey, that's the way to go. You can't get any grand title. The Order of Canada can't be comparable to that. Purple Heart can't be comparable to that. All the gold medals can't be comparable to that, my friend. When God labels you as faithful, honey, that means everything. Too bad our kids don't know that. All this shit about this man. Put it on the board, please. And I was a faithful man. What a thing to say about a person. Chapter 9 and verse 8. Again, the word was used. This is a faithful person. Chapter 13 and verse 13 said, These men are not famous for speeches, not famous for aiming straight on the sword. They're not famous for music. They're not famous for monarchical reign. But they're faithful in whatever thing God placed them in. And so they were over a position. Amen. And they realized it was not just a title. It was a ministry. And God said, I can put them there because I know when my back is turned, they're still going to be consistent. It's not I service with men pages. These guys have it in their heart. It's in their want It's in their got to. Amen. They're not just eye service. They're not just doing the putting in time. They are consistent. They are reliable. They are trustworthy. And God said, put them there. I want to tell you, friend, if you plan to go to heaven, you have to join the army of the call and the chosen and the faithful. Otherwise, you're not going to be there. You won't even be happy there because it's a place of consistency. I know Abraham. I know Job. Some people try to get to heaven and say, I don't know you. We're saying, you are not reliable. You're not dependable. Oh, geezer, why do people travel so far to watch the little geezer the well goes up? Amen. Is his popularity? No. It's his reliability. 
It's consistency. People are not used to seeing consistency. And they go to any distance just to see it. Let me tell you, the most important person in any company is not the talented or the apprentice or the engineer. It's the most reliable person. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, crap into Jesus. Praise God. You see, we admire it. But the truth is God requires it. Why do marriages break up? Lack of faithfulness. Why do men, hey men, desert their armies? Lack of faithfulness. In fact, faithfulness and martyrdom go hand in glove. Because Jesus told the church in Smyrna, be faithful unto death. He's asking for martyrdom. Amen. And Antipas, it says, Antipas, that's how he said, Antipas, my faithful servant. Antipas, my faithful servant. Nature teaches us the sun will rise in the east. No matter what weather condition there is, it will rise in the east and go down in the west. You can set your clock on it, honey. It doesn't matter what goes on on earth or anywhere else. It's going to rise in the east and go down to the west. I want to tell you, friend, it's just as faithful as old Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. The seasons are reliable. No matter what you feel about the season, there will be spring, summer, autumn, winter. You can put on your calendar. That's the kind of discipleship God wants in His church. He wants the guys of saints. He wants somebody who will shine like the sun. Amen. And rise like the moon. Amen. He wants somebody the church uh, like the season they will come no matter what happened call chosen and they're faithful one place said many are called but few are chosen and I realized when I came to God I couldn't call myself I couldn't choose myself God called whom he will he called Amen. And whom he called, he selected. I was thinking about the army of Gideon. Gideon didn't understand what God was doing. Well, the last thing God wanted to happen to Gideon on the battlefield was people turning their back on him and running when the sword started being swung. And God tested them. I want to tell you, church, faithful people have been tried, tested, and proven before God interwove into them the greatest. God said, if you're not faithful with that which is least, how can I trust you with that which is more on the other side of the world? If you're not faithful to that which is another man's, how can I give you your own? What is trying to say to you? I'm just like the ant. Amen. When the time comes, <laughs> For, for harvest, uh, I'm going to kill that lazy ant. That wouldn't work. Why should I say the only one? The queen bee looks pretty good. And everything is all entitled to her. And, and she sits there. She never works. And she sucks up all that honey. But when it comes time, my friend, for the critical moment, they sting her to death. A lot of folks in heaven, heaven will not be going there. God could count on the faithfulness of Abraham. Abraham, I know Abraham that he would raise his children. I know Job 
that Job is a man of integrity. He won't do nothing contrary to the truth. Amen. And I believe God was testing also a man called Joseph to see how faithful he would be under all circumstances. Stress as a way of revealing your break point. Bright as a way of proving your character. And if you will go for the highest bidder. God said, David, I'm talking about the sure mercies of David. God said, mercy with David is sure. You can mark it down. That's amazing. God said, but a, but a man. Amen. Amen. Show me thy faithfulness, and I'll show you your works. Where there is no works, there is no faithfulness. Amen. And God told the seven churches, I know thy work. You know, God knows if this church is faithful or not. We can't get them in songs and preaching and sermonizing and all this what we do. That's wonderful stuff, but God knows. He knows our shape. He knows our frame. He knows what's inside of man. We can honor God with our lips, but our heart can be far from Him. We can cry, Lord, Lord, but do nothing, He says. Praise the Lord. You see, where there's true faith, it always shows up in faithfulness. Where there's true stewardship, it always shows up in faithfulness. Because it's required in every steward that a steward be found faithful. I thought about Noah. 120 years of not hearing a word from God. But he kept the same course. He never swerved to the right or to the left. He just kept on building because he believed God. Noah was faithful. And he's among the heroes and the hall of fame of the faithful. Amen. He's not like the Galatians who started out but revert back to what they came from. He heard from God once and once was good enough. And God said, Noah condemned the world. Hey church, faithfulness will condemn your brother and your sister. Hallelujah. Let's worship God. What I learned from God is true faith is revealing faithfulness. True stewardship is shown in faithfulness, not the Galatianism style. But I learned that true integrity is shown in faithfulness. True conversion is seen in faithfulness. And true repentance, amen, is shown in faithfulness. And if you plan to be in the rapture, you've got to be called, chosen, and faithful. Because when He comes, your lamps better have all in it. When he come, my friend, your stewardship better gain five on your five and two on your two and one on your one. Otherwise, you're not going to be counted faithful. I'm trying to tell you, church, God is looking for true worshipers. True worshipers are fruitful worshipers. Slutful worshipers are not faithful worshipers. God said, Amen. If you hear my voice, do something about it. If you feel my spirit, move with it. If you get my ways, walk in it. I'm trying to tell somebody here, faithfulness will mean everything. Think about it. Think about it. Praise God. How can I prove my faithfulness? Some folks think that's to mean a task for me to do. 
God did not mention the task that he accomplished in Revelation. All the task naming will cease when the rapture takes place. All that God is asking you to do is not to even be prosperous or successful. You're saying, are you faithful to truth revealed? He that is faithful in that which is least will always be faithful in that which is great. Amen. You'll never live until not get some watch from your company or some little badge from 20 years service. You will never have lived until you quit words from the holy lips of Almighty, Almighty God. Well done, thou good and faithful service. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what your mama said, your papa said, or the vicar and the pope said, or the bishop said, or the deacon said, or, or the altar boy said, if God don't say it, you haven't heard anything yet. But when God said, you have done well, Honey, you can mark it down. It is well done. Or it's done well. Amen. I want to tell you, my friend, we're told in the Bible that we must not forsake together the gathering of ourselves as the matter some is. Some people are not faithful to that scripture. In fact, most churches aren't. I talk to churches in the States. I got some even don't like me anymore for that. Well, Pastor Neil, I'm a church. How many churches do you have on Sunday? I says, two. How many do you plan to have? One. Why? Because it's the people's convenience. My Bible tells me so much the more as I see the day approaching. Hallelujah. Amen. Only 120 people were faithful to the Pentecostal edict. 380 were not. I want to tell you, honey, they were not present when the Holy Ghost fell. They did not talk in tongues with the rest. But God replaced them with 3,000. I'm trying to take my friend. You can take my house, take my car, but don't touch my faithfulness. Don't touch my integrity. Don't you play with my walk with God. Don't you mess with my name in the last book of life. I choose to be faithful. I will not be slothful. I will be a fruitful servant. I want to hear the accolades of God's lips. Well done, thou good and faithful. I may not be popular. I may have talents and abilities. Amen. And be among amen, the magnates of society. But oh, church, if that little cup of water can earn me that voice that said, God said, it's good enough. Come on, enter thou in the joy of the Lord. I want God to promote me. Even the world demotes me. I know we look stupid running to church all the time. But I want God to say about me like He said about Moses. And Moses was faithful in all his house. If you think I didn't watch you, that's you're wrong. Amen. Those Hebrew boys were faithful to the Ten Commandments. They were asked to bow contrary to the Ten Commandments. 
break the first commandment that says no. It costs them a fiery trial, but it's still being faithful anyhow. They'd rather burn than bow. How about you? Amen. No pastor, no bishop, no deacon, no organization are going to move me from my walk with God. I started a race, I'm going to finish. I'm not yet finished, but I'm still running. I'm fighting, I'm not beating the clouds. I'm making a hit all the way through. i got to leap over that wall. Somebody to hear me? It says, Timothy is like-minded. He is faithful. What a contrast. Demons have forsaken me, having loved this present world. It's a sad case to watch people walk away from truth and giving heed to seductive doctrine of devils. Oh, my God, give us more Timothy, who are like-minded, like the preacher has, uh, who will stand firm in spite of what's going on. But I want to tell you, my friend, there's a guy called Onishimas. Uh, he's at the side corner, waiting to come on in to take the place of Demas. Uh, Nobody's going to take my chair. You're going to take my crown. You're going to take my gown. You're going to take my name off that road, honey. I choose to be faithful. I choose to live for God. I choose to make my call. And election sure. I choose to be faithful and loyal and steadfast or minded. Can somebody say hallelujah? Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Oh, clap here to the Lord. I ask God, lost, I said, God, when you come in my life, I feel in a certain way. But say, God, how do you feel? Please, how do you really feel? If I'm faithful to you, hallelujah. I believe God, He's not looking for me to be the largest, the greatest, the best among humanity. But can I be faithful? In that procession, everybody's walking, giving their big old offering. Come here. Watch, come here. I'm watching it. Blow your trumpet. Give him a hop. Give it. Look what he gave. Philanthropist, right? Bill Gates giving. Steve Jobs giving. Cameras are My boss used to do that. Take pictures of him giving to all this stuff, but never to churches. But a little old widow. I might be poor, but I'm not inferior. Hallelujah. As she walk up there, unintimidated with her little might, and she drop it in there. Hallelujah. She drop it in there. Hallelujah. She walked away. And Jesus saw it. And the Lord brought the twelve said, Come here. He wanted Jesus to see that. Too. And they were looking down in the, in the coffer. He said, Look. He gave from his abundance. And a whole lot left. But you see that little girl there? She does it all the time. She's given from her needs. Hallelujah. He gave from a surplus. But she gave. And she faithfully 
gave all. And God said, she went home more justified. Whom he called, he justified, glorified, glamorized, epitomized. Thank you, brethren. I want to tell you, my friend, you will not be lifted up in this Lord Jesus Christ because of your talents and your ability and your successes. And how much you can give of this offering plate. You will not impress him by the suit you wear and the car you drive. You will not impress him by the color of your hair or the color of your skin, my friend. What's going to move God is? Are you faithful? Are you faithful? <laughs> the term apostate means one who ceased to be faithful. Apostasy. Amen is the basis of keeping somebody out in the entrance in the joy of the Lord. You see, entrance come to faithful people. <clears throat> Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And though it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know when He comes, every faithful deed will be recognized. When he opened the book of recognitions, the majors will be private, and the private will become majors when the table turns. Entrance will be given to the joy of the Lord for the faithful people in the kingdom of God and the house of God. Promotion will follow those who are faithful. They're going to reign with him, kings over kings. Recognition will be given to them when God opened the pearly gates and it unfold and the regular rolls are given to them and their name is on the roll. Oh, that little geezer, you are not known for the highest height that you could jump or the biggest roll that you had in your swelling. Amen. But you are known for your faithfulness. You are consistent. You are pumping water on Monday, pumping water on Tuesday. Pumping water on Wednesday, pumping on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and the cycle goes on. You're qualified to join the chairs. Holy, 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 without ceasing. Morning, noon, and night, night and day, from now to eternity, they cry without ceasing. You are like that. People who are practicing praying without ceasing have no problem worshiping God. You know something? Sometimes, when, I, when you're driving, you're supposed to go somewhere else, and you automatically drive to where you've always used to drive. When they change Fakewood, and they fork the road, I've always gone towards my left, and now I've got to go to the right to get home. And my mental makeup, my autonomy, <laughs> anatomy, right, was telling me go back to the left. And I was going to the left, and I did it one time, more than one time. I went to the left. I was going to Highway 63 towards the plant. I was in automatic drive mode. I was doing what I've always done and getting what I've always got. Hallelujah. And one guy said there will be no change except something from equal upper direction change the motion. I didn't realize, hey, I can't go that way. I'm not going to go this way. I'm telling my friend, if you're used to praying without ceasing, worshiping without ceasing with the cherubs won't bother you. Go 
the church. Every day when church opens, will not body in heaven because there's no Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in heaven. It's everlasting worship. It's everlasting choir. It's everlasting sin. It's everlasting preaching. Without end, my, my friend, if you don't get practice down here, you won't perform over there. Down here is where you qualify to get up there to be satisfied. The, the master of the house. I found that out. I'm standing between heaven and hell right now. Below my feet is hell. Above my head is heaven. And I'm on the middle point. Deciding which way I'm going to go. Up or down. Up or down. I've got to be faithful. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I said one person had a name to live by, but she was dead. Me not faithful. I don't care how unpopular this church is. Amen. Because the devil is not impressed by our size, night God. Or by the heights of our pulpits. Or the spectacular of my preaching. Amen. But it's my dependability and availability that will determine my suitability for God. Hey, church, 50 years from now, I want to meet you somewhere. And you tell me if I didn't preach the right message. And you tell me if I didn't preach the right thing. And you tell me if I got the right counselor or not. And you tell me where you end up. And tell me how you live. Because your living will be either in vain or for gain. What you live is what you get, my friend. If you live for self, you live in vain. If you live for Christ, you live to gain. So you make up your mind which way you're going to live, my friend. But 50 years from now, you will not be here. I mean, on earth, you'll be a dead corpse. But if you are present with the Lord here in the church, so all of us want to go to heaven to live with God, but God says, you couldn't tolerate me in the building. So you can't let me over there. You wouldn't confess me down here, and I won't confess you over there. Hear me, church. I ask myself the question, Neil, how will you score if the devil was to take you before God and accuse you like you did, Job. How would I score? Would I be scored thoughtful or faithful? God was saying that Job is faithful. The devil says, no, he's just a guy of convenience. But you do the right thing and he'll walk out on you. How would I score? Between true or false. Neil, have you been faithful in church attendance? And I say, what does that say? Neil, have you been faithful as Christian steward? Neil, have you been profitable? Neil, have you been available? They say again, Neil, have you been consistent in doing what is least in the kingdom of God? Again, he asked the question, he said, Neil, have you been an ambassador for Christ? Have you done what you should do and you know you ought to have done? He said, Neil, have you kept the oil in the lamp for it to burn? What about your loyalty, Neil? My question is, how will I answer? 
we can't deceive God. He said, I know thy works, Neil. I know if you're hot or cold. But if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out. At least if you're hot, I can work with you. If you're cold, I can do something with you. But you're sitting on the fence. I don't know where you are. It's in times like those, I want to hear God say it to me, Enter thou in the joy of the Lord. Enter thou. I don't forget when I first moved to Mount Murray. Empty building. Empty city that don't know me. Walked in there. Unknown quantity, minus quantity. The Jewish guy came and said, Can you build a church here? I said, I don't know. Only God knows. And I know it was not going to be me that built the church. It wasn't going to be my town or my oratory. Because God says, I will build my church. I don't build church. I'm just a gatekeeper. I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. So I knew it's not about me. It's about Him. <laughs> it's my ways pleasing God. What's happening here? So I realize if I'm going to be anything for God, when Bible study night come, I need to show up. Even when the building was empty, I got to show up. When Sunday come, I got to show up. And preach the full course meal. And don't cut back by 25 minutes. Because of the size of the crowd. Because there was always one in the midst of us. You see, we're two or three are gathered together. That two mean my wife and I. That's two. And he's the third person right in the midst of us. And he's listening to the sermon. All I had to preach to was him and my wife. I still preached on the board like I did. I say I play the piano, she sang, and maybe the pews are empty sometimes. And we still sing. Then I said, I'm going to preach now, Sister Neil. And so she sit right there, and I preach. And I hope to God she didn't have to go to the bathroom. So I preach anyhow. It wasn't about my talents. It wasn't about my finance. It wasn't about my sermon. When your ways please God, He will open the gates of heaven. And attract. I'm not an attractive force. He called me to preach. He chose me to preach. But only me can be a disciple that is faithful. And so I was faithful to him. Satan, I found out I was chosen to take his place. His job was to worship God. He left off doing that. Church, guess what? You're going to occupy where falling angels once lived. They were unfaithful to their estate. And what happened? They backslid. And God said, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to find you a church. They will be called. Hallelujah. They will be chosen, and they'll be faithful. And God said, the church is faithful. The 
before we close today, I want to ask you, do you plan to displace the devil? I do. I'm going to do what he always wanted to do, be like God. I'm going to be like God. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going to sit where he wanted to sit and couldn't sit. I'm going to sit in the throne with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I'm going to wear a crown he couldn't wear. The crowns for the faithful. Oh, the call of the children of the faithful. Look at how they were dressed. They were enchrowned and robed and throned and rolled. Faithfulness will prove everything. We have endured sound doctrine. We have not fallen away. We have not departed from the faith. We have not stopped loving our first love. Come on, say about it. We did not look back at Lot's wife. We're not drawing back into perdition. Amen. We didn't draw back from the plow. We just kept on going. Hallelujah. We didn't act irresponsible. We act responsible. We were available and did what was capable of doing. And God said, Enter thou in the joy of the Lord. Now, church, let's stand. Caleb, before you go there, hand up for a minute. Well, you go to public school. You go to public school. You go to public school. You go to Catholic school. Okay, just come yourself. Okay, the school you go to. I want to tell you, a bunch of those kids are going to be dropped out. A lot of them won't make it. I want to be on Skid Row begging bread. You know why? They're unfaithful to what they should be committed to. Study. Learn. They think to be at school is to be a, a, a fool. They don't study. And they think they hurt the, the principal. They don't do their homework. They flunk. They drop out. They skip classes. You understand? They ignore the lesson of the teacher. But they forgot one thing. The teacher is already qualified. The teacher has already got a, a, a job. Got their home. They haven't. And they think they're smart. And they play the fool. Now, everything they have is free for a time. And when they pass the age where freedom is given to them, now they've got to pay. Hello. Now, if you were smarter than they were, you pitch them to the teacher. You do as you're told. Amen. You do your assignment. You're faithful to your homework. You're faithful to the chapter they asked to be read. You study it, right? And the reward is you graduate. And you get promoted. You get praised. You put on that beautiful gown. You wear that cap. Everybody clap you. Even those that were not there when you study at night, burning the oil, praising you. And those who thought you were silly and dumb and were going drugs and playing around with, with games and all that stuff, they are left out of the picture. They are on pogey. Why you are on the sixth floor, the seventh floor, in your tuxedo, driving a Cadillac. Mm -hmm. 
and a golden pen and a secretary that buffers all the calls that come into you. Can you imagine that? Uh, and she keeps your day timer for you. And you put your foot up and, oh, tell that person I can't see right now I'm in a meeting. Hallelujah. And then the company said, I want you to fly for me over to Europe for a while and make a business deal while they're going to the pen. Eating for the palace. Come on, somebody. Hello, hello. You're making perks and they're putting in time. It pays off. Mm-hmm. The same thing going to happen to those three servants. God put three servants. They're in every church. They're in this church also. Some of you, I'm sorry for you guys. You just don't believe me. See, you, just don't, you, don't, you don't believe me. I, I preach to guys like you. They're in their grave. They're dead. So far, I survived them. They're dead. Either they're saying Pastor Nee was a liar or he told the truth. Well, they can't be neutral about me. That's for sure. They cannot be neutral about me. Hello. Now, I'm going to be where one of them is. No question about it. From the blind, neither blind, they both fall into the ditch. Hello, somebody. I said, hello, somebody. One guy, when he was entrusted with time and space and opportunity to do what the Master bid him to do, you know what he did? He went out and he traded it. Like expected of him. You see, God knows your ability. God knows your ability. Saints of God, let me tell you, if you're faithful in this church, and there's little old queen bee around us, uh, you know, flopping her away and looking cute. Ignore her. Amen. You put that cover all on, sir, and you put that broom up, ma'am, and you just keep mopping. There's a God in heaven watching. The record is on high. You don't worry about those who won't show up. Because, my friend, when they're being blown up, you'd be growing up and... One guy went and got two more on his... On his gain, guys, stay with me, please. Stay with me, please. He got us two more, and he and, and he got it. It looked like he got nothing. Let me tell you, in my in, in my ministry, I've met ministers who are slothful, lazy. Yes, lazy. That's the warning from heaven.